presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bardic College Presents Hellfire Nights. I'm Raz, and the whole cast is here tonight, and we are going to be picking up where we last left off uh, with the team in route and just arriving at Kiernan's office in London to give him the exact particulars of what's been going on and to confirm the fact that Morgay's is, in fact, according to the players, and they are 90% sure this is correct, uh, responsible for the loss of powers, discipline, and the thinning of the blood and the re- reversal of what appears to be the embrace of Generations 12, 11 at this point, and with potential more to come. Who knows? So, cast, just want to say it's been, it's been a lot of fun as we start narrowing into the end of this. Uh, I hope that this all ties together the way I wanted, and I think we're there. So uh, we're going to just jump right into it. Let's uh, let's begin. So, ladies, you arrive at Kiernan's uh, anyway because there's been a mandatory call to arms for the council. The primogen have been called in this evening, and uh, that allows you as well, Evelyn, to show up. Uh, Kiernan is making some inquiries about some things he's concerned. He's been doing some research himself with through the Tremere. He's been trying to send get feelers on what's happening. They now at the house told him. It could be a discipline, really wasn't sure, but it appears that Dr. Jackal and Rosmond have pretty much narrowed it down. Like they believe between the two of them that they've come to this conclusion and it's it's accurate. So they're coming as well. Ashton Brenner's in tow. He actually had contact with Morgay's uh, in a last ditch effort of her to bide some time. But uh, being the good man he is, kind of turned her down flat and we figured out that it was because I just didn't offer the right thing, which was nice to find. Lazy man. Eh. (laughs) Eh. (laughs) Maybe if I had a little bit more oomph, I might've taken her up on it. (laughs) You know, I mean, if you want at some point on air, off air, I can tell you what would have gotten me to be like, all right, let's do it. But all right, well, you know, we should actually do that at some point and yeah. just post that for the Patreon and be like, what would it have taken for Ashen yeah. to actually stick it to everybody? The what if episode, yeah. <laughs> the what ifs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you arrive, it is, believe it or not, it's not raining again, which is nice. So <laughs> it's not raining because we've had two episodes yeah. of rain. Yeah. And um, ladies, you're already, uh, Simona and Evelyn, you're already inside. Uh, and the other primogen are here. Um, that includes Bartholomew, Amber, Mitzi, um, everyone is here. The, they are sitting in the office and the Rosmond and Dr. Jackal and Ashenbrenner make their announcement that they have information that they are now, you know, they, they can hopefully turn the tides of this or lock it all down. And within a few moments they are shown in. So the three that are entering, you see exactly what you would assume would be something of this nature. It's the desk with a large chair around it are six other in a semicircle with space between them of about 10 feet. Uh, They're all in high back chairs. The chairs are reminiscent to things that each clan might sit in. Like 
the Bruja one is, you know, a little bit more mean, mean looking, a lot of leather. Uh, Tremere is definitely has this glyphs and archaic look to it. So these are the council chairs that have been there for several hundred years in London. Uh, some of them redone recently, maybe something like something a little bit better, but all of them are there. And Asherbrenner, as you walk in with the doctor and Rosamond, you do see, amp- you, you know, you see a gangrel there, a woman that seems to be, or you would assume would be Amber because of her look that was described to you. And she kind of gives you a glance and like, we need to talk. So that's a good gotcha. thing. Like you, now you find out where Amber is, but she's been, you know, pulled into this. So that's why she wasn't able to make your, your particular rendezvous. Um, Kiernan's behind the desk. The three of you walk in and we'll start with the three of you. And then we'll get into exactly how Kiernan feels about the information you have. So Rosman, Dr. Ashenbrenner, the floor is yours. Kiernan sees you come in and says, well, do you have something for us, I hope? Something? Yes. Something useful? Well, that is to be determined by uh, our good friend Ashenbrenner over here. Um, how, how do we even begin something like this, my good doctor? Because this is rather terrible news. So the doctor, I think, as he walked in, not locked eyes with, but would have definitely been keeping as subtle an eye on Mitzi as he could. Like, I don't know that this figured into his math. Um, so uh, Yes, um, Your Highness, uh, Kiernan, uh, we have performed numerous experiments uh, per your request, and we have uh, also consulted those with knowledge of the mystic arts, uh, such as uh, Ms. Henshaw here, and uh, we believe we have a working hypothesis as to what could be the cause of the loss of powers, a combination of biological effects as well as knowledge of the mystic arts and a little bit of a stretch of the imagination regarding the interpretation of dreams and uh, talents that members of our ilk may or may not possess or have possessed in the past. And uh, my part in this is purely in the realm of the hypothetical. I believe it may be better for somebody with a longer experience in these realms to go into the the finer details of what we have discovered. And as required, I will be happy to interject with how the dots were connected, as they are saying down in the children's lodges. Well, Doctor, thank you very much for that. Does anybody want to tell me what he just said? Well, uh, it's it's a complex web of intricacy and deception. Deception, I suppose. Uh, Asha, better please take over. She was... Please, I'm very confused myself. Did we bring all, like, the pickled organs and brain and whatever that we... You let me know. If you wanted to bring them, you can. I would very much have pushed in a cart with, like, very dramatic... (laughs) Like a tea trolley? Like a tea trolley, basically. (laughs) Like a miracle on 34th Street, Dramatic fashion, like, taking the cloth off and started, like, just setting up the different organs as part of a presentation, like I was teaching a class on how like syphilis affects the different organs and brains and whatever great 
Okay. So getting getting ready to show my empirical evidence to back up what we were about to uh, try and explain. Okay. So he's looking at the three. So Rosmond, you don't you feel confused that you cannot tell me what you found? I am. Okay. Well, you obviously are quite aware of the Arthurian tales, indeed. That's what the book is really speaking of, an Arthurian legend and how the power of certain witches and magics of the day have proceeded to come into this era of modernism. And, well, uh, she hands the notes and the translations and it goes, well, it appears that the dark powers of a certain witch from the Arthurian tales, Morgana or Morgane or Morgos, depending on who, what translation, has returned. Maybe? So you're saying that this is a d in direct correlation with her awakening from torpor? Yes. I see. And she's, it, it, she probably is draining the magic of our change to help her get out of the sleep state. She is siphoning the weaker blood of Cain at this point. Yes, it is how she has been weakening our ranks and gaining the strength she has over the course of the few months. Um, but, of course, like I said, Ashenbrenner is the one who directly connected with the great Morgane. Or the, Morgays. Mitzi gives you a look, Ashenbrenner, and then the the council are all kind of look, you know, have they're sitting in their chairs kind of looking back at the door. Um, the doctor starts wheeling his cart up even more forward, I'm assuming. And uh, they say, he says, you've made contact with Morgays. Um, how has that gone, Ashenbrenner? Scale of one to ten, I would say seven and a half, eight. Eight and a half. <clears throat> okay. There was a priest, more of a meat pig, that I would toy with, you know, how it goes. I'll just kind of look around like, a, you know, Mondays, right? Um, and, uh, long story short, I was warned before my private haven was destroyed by some large meat man, by some sort of, uh, multi-faced creature. Her and I met up again spent an evening with the meat pig. It turns out she may have been a projection of Morgay's, etc. Uh, I believe Morgay's... <clears throat> Here's the thing. All signs seem to point toward Morgay's being at the heart of this, but quite frankly... I just don't trust Tevi as being the innocent babe in this situation. Just because we think we have found a villain does not mean that Tevi is innocent. It does not mean there is only one villain. Perhaps there is uh, someone more villainous. <sighs> also, okay. uh, Morgays tried to uh, get me to lead my compatriots to... And then I'll give the name of the cemetery because I don't. Yeah, the crossbones. The cemetery. 
to the yeah, crossbones. crossbones. Yeah. Which I did not, because quite frankly, this is a bit much for me. When Ashen Brenner says the name of the cemetery, do I notice a reaction out of Mitzi at all? Uh, yeah. You don't even have to roll. Okay. There's a reaction from Mitzi, and there's also a reaction from Amber when he talks about that Tevi could be a villain. So Amber's definitely giving him a, a, a serious glance. What can I get from that glance? Because I'm focusing mainly on her. Like, I'm talking to the group, but I'm, you know, ever since I came in and kind yeah. of locked eyes with her, do I get, like, a don't talk about this? or No, no, no. Right She's, on, um, she kind of almost gives two or three nods of her head. Okay, cool. Gentle nods, like, uh-huh. She's she's definitely in your camp on the Tevi being a problem. Okay. Finally, Kiernan, I will say one thing. I still don't understand why the Tremere have not cracked this mystery. I think there are a lot more questions than there should be. Um, and I think uh, not everyone I, here is I, working I towards did. answering them. I mean, I did help. I see. So, Rosmond, you're okay there for a moment. Um, Evelyn and Simona, you're you're in chairs around him. You know, Simona, you're actually in a chair of the Primogen, and Evelyn, you're at the one far end, so you'd be off to his left. Uh, you you're seated in a chair. It's not as old or as grand yet, but you are definitely there because he relies on you in the past to, especially with the situation uh, of moving the kindred and all the things that you've done. We know that. Uh, so you're here to hear this. Um, he looks first to Mitzi and and just says, "If she's wake awakening, can you can you can confirm this? You are absolutely sure." And Mitzi does like, "Don't know what you're talking about." I mean, she could wake up. Sure, I mean, she has she been she's been actively speaking. She's been seen, but that doesn't mean anything. She could go back into slumber. It's happened before. We don't know exactly. And Mitzi goes into this ramble. So. He stops her for a moment and then says, I've been making inquiries since we spoke. I've contacted the Justicars and I've tried to get a feeling of what can be done to protect us and the city. I'm going to say something now that may not be very popular, but I need you to hear me before reacting. When I told the Justicars that an ancient may be awakening among us, in London now itself, potentially, I was told that under no circumstances are we allowed to interfere, stop her, or in any way detain or delay her awakening. A lot of you are going to find this insane or think that it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard, but... The problem becomes, what if it was Cain? What if it was a Methuselah? What if it was one of the Antediluvians? The Camarilla exists because of their blood. And because we are all children to them, we are here protecting them just as we would hope the younger generations, i.e., in the case of those in this room, 10 11th and 12th removed would protect us while we slumber as the years go on we will we will find the need to seek shelter for greater and longer periods of time as our ages and the centuries slip by 
this is not a good answer to me as a prince. But I am the law of the Camarilla, and I am supposed to protect all kindred. However, it appears that the Justicars are in preparation to dispatch Archons here to make sure that Morghese is given no interruption should she fully come awake so that she can do what she needs to do to re-secure her place among us. Mitzi is just beaming, smiling. Like, she is ear to ear. The rest of the Primogen are not looking good. Like, this is not... The only ones that don't seem to react overly hard are they. They are kind of, like, taking it in stride, but the rest of the clans, you can tell. Every, nobody needs to even roll this. There is a lot of not good. Yeah. If anybody wants the look on my... If anybody wants to know the look on Evelyn's face, you know, chair number seven, what the fuck?! Okay, and Simona, I'll ask, so how do you feel about that announcement so far? I think that it's very easy for the Justicars to think that when they're not in direct danger of having their embrace siphoned from them. Sure, it's only affecting the younger generations right now, but how much longer until it reaches mine? Everyone else is here. The princes. It's what's going to happen. And then what? She awakens and we just let her loose? I think that it's ridiculous. So so you, Simone, you voiceless. Evelyn, you can see, you can see your face. A bunch of prim- primogen nod at what Simone says. And there's murmurs. Bartholomew is kind of like leaning into his chair almost as if he's trying to think about maybe obfuscating and running for the door. Um, there's uh, a lot of that. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. taking it in. And then, Kiernan, you know... that I'm not the most political of creatures. But I have come in contact with Morghese, and she is completely out of her mind. However, that's not a problem for me, but can these Justicars um, guarantee that she will at some point stop before completely eradicating our entire kind from the planet. They claim that Carthage was lost when Cain awoke. Um, That's a no. Correct. Now, she's not that old. Her hunger should be sated, I would assume, Uh, Maybe someone can speak to this much sooner than that. Um, But you do bring up a very valid point, Ashenbrenner, that it could be quite a few, not to mention the chaos and the carnage of just the mortals, if she can feed on mortals. I, I, I believe we've even had a report that she can't, is what I'm understanding, that she needs tainted vampiric blood, the blood of Cain, in order to even pull herself out of her torpor. Is this correct? Uh, Kiernan, I I can confirm that at least on one occasion that I was personally witness to, uh, she was fed the blood of a human and the exact words uh, in between the vomiting were, it tastes like ash. 
So that would be a, I would That's say not a pet name for me, by the way. Just, just... I was going to say. <clears throat> wow. Thank you for that, clearing that up. Well, that was delicious. That is, uh, How delightful. Con- confirmation of the rumors that you've heard. As he looks over at Ash and Brenner like, TMI, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do like a little, what, man? Wow, With- come on. Hearing this information, I look to the prince again, and I just say, needing vampire blood. She could awaken so close to the closing of the Hellfire Club, when we are about to have elders from all over in this very city. They've already begun to arrive. I can't stop their journeys. You hear Mitzi go, she was here when it started. Why shouldn't she be here at the close? Doctor, that might ring to you. Yes, well, uh, speaking of things coming to a close and also having a beginning, there was a dream that was imparted upon me, I believe by Mitzi, or not by Mitzi, by uh, Morgays, which started off, interestingly enough, with a group of humans, or possibly kindred, it's never quite easy to tell in a dream, but a young woman who looked uh, like possibly more gays in a mask would walk up to one of these individuals, and then they would have a mask. And then they would both go up to a group of individuals, and then they would have masks. And this continued on in the dream until... Everybody in the castle or fortress that this uh, dream was taking place in were all these masked individuals, at which point the original person turned to me and said something very similar to what you just said, uh, Ms. Mitzi. Now, I don't know if that was a slip of the psychic tongue, as it were, or if I was having some sort of prophetic moment as is sometimes the nature of our clan, but uh, that is not the best thing that one could have seen. Rosmond? She'd kind of go starry-eyed at this because dreams are like, do how, uh, like, just a quick question about the lore. Do vampires dream often? Or is it kind of like you're sleeping th- in dark? Um, I think it's up to the individual GM and how that plays out. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I don't know if there's a specific rule that says they can't. And again, if it's if it's visions and psychic projections and stuff, that could all happen. Okay. Well, if it, she's thinking of this as like a psychic projection moment, and she's like, right. Oh, what kind of masks were they shaped in any Celtic symbols? Like, was she a stag or a wolf? Like and she wants to like try and find a piece of paper to write this down because she's a scholar at heart. She doesn't realize the damage she does when asking questions for science or for magic reasons. So, well, Miss Miss Henshaw, if 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 we may, you can confer with the doctor, please, at another time about the masks. I, I think what we're seeing here, and by the look in Mitzi's face, is that we're having some sort of a connection that. The Hellfire Club goes back a long time. I knew this. I did was unaware that perhaps Morgays was one of the founding members, if not the founding member. Uh, 
And that would surely, if she sensed the elders and the other vampires who had been away and their presence is coming back, this could obviously in some way waken her. She's protected. You can't touch her. You're right. I can't. I'm going to put this out to the Primogen. And I'm going to ask all of you to just trust me for a moment. And let's hear an answer before we make the final decision. Evelyn. Yes. We can't touch her. And he's looking you right in the face. She she just smiles like finally. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, I've been waiting. <laughs> you think I can stand against an ancient vampire who is quote hungry for vampiric blood? Could be another fall of Carthage. Kiernan, you trust me to stop your Carthage? I know that you have many friends who are interested in setting foot inside the city. We, our hands are tied. I can only do so much without the law coming down on me anyway and on any member in this room who enacted such vengeance against Morghese or attempted to stop her. The Camarilla is not willing to bend on this fact. Otherwise, all ancients sleeping, all of us one day sleeping, would be suspect to the whims of those awake. I can't touch her. But, but Kiernan, this sounds like a suicide mission. And I'm going to snap my fingers like I just got a great idea. Kiernan, I think I know of a very powerful mage. Maybe we could enlist his help. Tevi! That's the one. He sounds like a brave enough soul to fight this ancient evil for us. Ashenbrenner, I'm not sure how you're expecting me to react to that. Kiernan, you would, you either would actually... you ask Tevi to throw his life at this potential evil, or or I'm going to deal with him. I feel like at least the former, uh, I don't break anybody's words. And I'll kind of Te- glare at Simona. And I'm glaring right back at him. Kiernan, I think this is... I turn to the rest of the primogen in the room and I'm addressing them. Okay. I turn my full attention towards you. If given the chance, if an Archon's boot wasn't pressing on our prince's neck, how many of you would sit idly by while this happened to your young? They all just silently watch you. Kiernan, the Camarilla won't bend. It, it, Kiernan, it is not that the Camarilla, I motion to the other chairs, won't bend on this. It's that you won't. 
I see people who would be willing to take up arms against this threat to London. A city that I love more than anyone seems to realize. A city I do not wish to see burn because it's where I happen to... It's my seat. Happen to be one of the wretched creatures who lives in it. I would not willingly see it burn, and I don't think anyone in here would either. Well, maybe one person. That was directed at Mitzi. So are you saying you want a vote of how they're going to go, how they would go? I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm putting it in the room. The Bourgeois Primogen says, fuck yeah, we defend what's ours. Mitzi says, that's insane. We don't touch her. We can't touch her. She's one of us. She's Camarilla. She's She's one of you. Understood. Not one of mine. I point to Amber. Not one of hers. Amber says, London means nothing to me. Oh? She's gangrel. She's like, doesn't matter to me one way or the other. Now, do I believe she may come out into the wilderness? She could. But there's an awful lot of us here in London. An awful lot to feed on. It would take her a long time to even think about coming for us. Amber seems to be... She's like, a law is a law. And if if the elders say that we are not to touch her... Gangrels don't like breaking law and tradition, and she's a creature of the woods. She really doesn't care. I seem to have pointed <laughs> to the wrong chair first. <laughs> no, you point. The Bruja believes in you. The Nosferatu, Bartholomew says, it's, it's not something I would prefer to have to witness happening. It's This is a bad thing, Karen, you know that. But there are rules. Wait, is this the guy we saved? Yeah. All right, just, just wondering. They... I won't do the voices since Ash and Brenner made fun of them the other night. Now they're not speaking that way. Only oh. one talks in his presence. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Come on, that's like my favorite thing. <laughs> he he sullied it. He dirtied it. That was one of the best gags, though, that we had. You, you have to admit. That it was comedic good. timing was impeccable. <laughs> that was You could just tell the frustration ripping through the mic when he did it. It was great. The sound of it. Um no, no, I, I, they go on to say, <laughs> it's embarrassing now, I feel, I feel small, um, that th- th- they'll do whatever Kiernan wants. They're like, tell us that we must defend ourselves, that you will allow us to defend ourselves, and Clan Tremere will willingly join you in the hunt. If tell they us that actually, sorry, if they actually don't do the, the double, the spooky double voice talking, I'm going to yeah. be smirking the whole time. <laughs> Like barely restraining a snicker. Enjoy it for now. There's no, yeah. there is only one person, one of them that answered. I'll give you that one. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> um, so when going around the room, you're getting a very mixed feel, Evelyn. There are some that are, this is the law. Uh, the Ventru primogen, who is, there is a primogen for Ventru, even though they're on the, you know, because it, it makes an odd number to break the things. They're with, they're like, we don't break it. So, Simona, what's your vote? London has been my home for over a hundred years now. I only just became primogen of Clan Toreador in London. I don't intend to see the city that I've called home for a hundred years burn. 
especially when I have power now. I will go after Morgos if that is the plan. I don't really care about the laws. I think that the Justicars are wrong. I think that they're making the wrong choice. If they were here, they would say otherwise. If they saw it firsthand, they would say otherwise. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. All right, so we have the Nosferatu, the Malcavs, and the Gangrels, and the Ventru all know. Don't touch her. The Toreadors, the Tremere, and the Brugia say yes. It's close. It's very close. So I'm going to open it up that if either Simona or Evelyn or someone else feels that they can throw a pitch to change somebody's mind, this would be the time to try to do it. The one that's probably the most the most likely to bend would, would be Bartholomew of Nosferatu. So... The doctor who has been setting up his little thing and basically staying <laughs> out of the conversation right, um, is going to turn and look in disgust at the lot of them. And okay. Now, I have not been kindred for very long. I do, however, have an excellent knowledge of history. When... London was ravaged by plague. Do you think that people sat around and wondered if they should let it run its course as part of the natural order? Or do you think they did everything within their enfeebled powers to stem the surge of the plague? People were She's one of us! She is causing a disease. If my own mother... Cain keep her whatever is left of a soul, were to have been a carrier of the bubonic plague, I would have, sadly, no doubt, taken her to be quarantined so as not to infect anyone else. There is a striking difference between the plague of the Dark Ages and the plague of our modern times. We know the source. We can do something about the source. If we do nothing, then it is the same as going and killing our own. She was wrong to let you live. Kush should have killed you both. Kush certainly tried. Kiernan, do you not see they're conspiring in the middle of your damn hall? They brought her here. They're planning the damn hellfire party. Am I the only one seeing this? No, you're not. I also have the same feeling. Everyone has eyes. And at Kush certainly tried. Everybody else, like, just doesn't exist anymore. Now he is locking eyes with Mitzi. Okay. <laughs> You'd have nothing without the embrace from Agnes. But Agnes didn't understand what Morgaze was capable of. She couldn't handle the truth and the power. That's why she had to be put down, because she would have done the same thing you're trying to do right here, traitor. Mitzi, I understand that your brain is a bag of beautiful, shattered glass. But at any moment, Morgaze could just come and drink you. And if anybody here can guarantee otherwise... 
then I'm fine with it. Let her do whatever she needs to do. But you can't guarantee that. Because she is of your ilk, she is out of her mind. I'm not judging that. I'm just saying that we're all at risk here. And so, Mitzi, what you are saying, just, again, completely ignoring everybody, what you are basically saying, Mitzi, is that you ordered Kush to kill Agnes because you were afraid that her visions were more true than yours. She has always had a deeper connection to Morgaze, a deeper insight into her mind in knowing what she is capable of and what she is planning. You fear this insight, so you decided to tell Kush to eliminate her as a potential rival or one to thwart the plans since you are not fully privy to them. I told her, I told Kush to kill her because she was a whiny bitch who couldn't handle the power of our mistress. He turns and looks at Kiernan. Kiernan, I believe you said you needed proof that uh, Kush was given an order to kill Agnes, did you not? And he just he's just staring at Mitzi. It appears that I did. Wonderful. Fascinating twists. So he... Phoenix Wright pose. (laughs) (laughs) I dob real quick. (laughs) Hit it. So, um, the sheriff, uh, his, the young woman with the sword who has been at his side for Sarah for a long time, uh, just comes walking right up to Mitzi and she's like, don't touch me. She's like, Mitzi, it's one of those things. I'm not going to touch you. And her hand just moves with real good speed. Like she already had it palmed un- into her hand. Never saw it coming. She just runs a stake right into her and she hits her and knocks her back in the chair. And she keeps stabbing until she knows she's got it in the heart. And Mitzi kind of just goes catatonic. And the whole, you know, everyone's, is anybody going to stop that? I'm not assuming anybody is, right? Oh, Rosin's hell no. Give stop a hell of a yelp. Rosalind's going to give out a hell of a yelp, like, because <laughs> she's never, she hasn't seen somebody staked in a while. I give okay. a, I give a nod Except of approval. Except she did it, of course, but that was a human. Understood. Excellent. I, I reiterate, is a golf clap inappropriate? No, not at all. Okay. Small golf clap. I would like to uh, time my small golf clap so that it harmonizes with Evelyn's. Excellent. The doctor is just staring. I'm going to lean and I'll lean in towards Kiernan. Um, I was never paid for the commission to do the (laughs) art for the party. So do Mm -hmm. I talk to you or is there... um, like a second in command. We'll talk no. later. You know, this is not now. This is it's, my bad. Later. Later. Is, uh, uh, later. It's fine. It's you fine. have a finance man, someone that handles your uh, taxes, your accounting. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, where, what is his uh, address? How can I get in contact with him? I'll just clock my yeah. hours and I'll send them to you in an email. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then you submit it to whoever you need to submit it to, big guy. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep whatever, yeah. carbon copy. It's great. Whatever is easier for you. Yeah, no problem. All right. That was awesome. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're all so happy with that moment. <laughs> Doctor, well done. 
Um, that was Mitzi wasn't going to not want to tout how fucked up things are becoming for her and the rest of the clan and how I mean fucked up not for them but in their head it's everything's a mess uh that was a great way to do it uh well done very well done um so she's lying there there's blood all over the her the chair the floor but once she is catatonic all, once that's all done I'll turn to um Simona and be like I do believe the number of votes has changed I, uh, I make a point and I kind of count each primogen and I turn to him and I go, good doctor, I believe that you're right. <clears throat> yes, I see that. <clears throat> Are all of these meetings like this? Because I really need to attend more meetings if they're all like this. Politics No, you don't, Ashenbrenner. No, you don't, darling. Yes, this is actually very similar to what happens down on Downing Street, usually with more bloodshed, though. Right. What, what is happening while I'm in my lab? <coughs> Taiwanese parliament. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, very well. Um, we're now at, a, at an impasse. There's... I have to make a decision. I'm not even sure we can put our hands on her without her awakening. I don't know how close she is. I don't know what any of it means. Do we? Are we even sure we know exactly where she is? Has anybody? Do we? Without Mitzi here, do we know her location? Do you? You believe it? Oh, you did tell him that about the um, the crossbones, right? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, so the thing okay. is, she told me, lure them to Crossbones. So I actually, right. so I'll express that I don't know if this is a trap or if this is where she is or, but she mentioned Crossbones, whether there's a, okay. an ambush waiting or whether she's there. You know. Right. It could be a bunch of Malcavs. It could be her. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Ashenbrenner, uh, <clears throat> you have business with Tevi. You know, I I'm do, going, don't I? I'm going to pay you now. Should this party, this Hellfire Club, even be closed down with ceremony, which I'm not sure is going to be in the best interest of everyone to do, with everything that's going that could happen over the next several nights, but you've still done a lot of things for the city that somehow have turned out to be important, even though I know you have probably had, well, I know. Kiernan, I am just as shocked as you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But fair enough. Uh, I give you leave to do what you need to with Tevi. Just, just go. Do what you have to do. I'm going to stand up, make eye contact with Amber, and then uh, walk out. Yeah, she, she nods that she'll meet you outside in a minute. Evelyn. Yes? I still don't know... If risking the Justicars coming in and putting all of us to the sword because we disobeyed the laws of the elders of the Camarilla is the right move. Protecting a city is fine, but if we're all dead, it's not going to matter anyway. We are the leaders. We have to do what is right. And I believe what is right for the primogen here is to exist and keep our children safe. Then tell me how you're going to do that. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to offer you 
a seat on this council from now until you choose to leave London. It'll be permanent as far as I am concerned. Your business will be able to stay. And I offer you his body to take away. If you and your friends, your family can get her safely out of London and then she somehow doesn't survive the encounter because the Sabbat are into that kind of thing. We will all hear, I'm hoping, if we are not moving our hand against her openly, if we are allowing her just to be taken away, can we all agree that that is the best for the city? We are not touching her. We are not harming her. We are simply letting other vampires know where she is located, which Evelyn already did because it's been announced in this room. Does anyone of my primogen that are still here have a problem with this? The vote goes up. They're willing to concede this situation. They're agreeing that it's a loophole, that they are themselves not touching her, and that she can be drained and taken away and the whole bit if you have the chops to find people to do it. And let me, um, you know what? I don't want to do that. Simona, is that okay with you? Because you do have your own voice. Absolutely it is. I think this is our best plan. Thanks. You're welcome. Rosman, do you want to say something? Um, I'm just doing this for the RP value and the fact that I kind of set this up a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosamond's fists are clenching and she's trying to put on a brave face, but this is very much bothering her that they're allowing another Sabat incident to occur, even if it's a loophole to get rid of the bigger evil, but it's just, again, she's got her own issues with Understood. Them being in the city, and she's trying to look at they like, seriously, I told you everything you needed to know to take her down. Why aren't you doing it? And I'm so, I'd like, Lauren, this is not against you. It's against no. your character. <laughs> That's, she can be smarmy. She's, she's like greasy. It's fine. In like a refined way. I'd like to add, but you know, I get it. I get yeah, it. We all it, can't be bad. You hear, you hear in your head, Rosamond, that. There are times and places to do certain things. This is neither the time nor the place. If we are not willing to take more gaze ourselves, if we are not, imagine what, this is what they say to you. Imagine if we offered to do this. Imagine if we offered to kill more gays. Would the other clans think highly of us for doing it? Or would in in the long term, would they worry more about us and what we did with their blood? Did we keep it? Did we drain it? Did we use it for a ritual? Did we put her as a servant? Did we get holds or hold our, you know, our talons in them? So they're showing you and talking you through this right now, as much as we would love to get our hands on someone that old, you think the other clans would be okay with it? No. Do you think they'd keep our secret? No, we're not even sure they're going to keep the secret of it. If they get put to questions that, you know, someone could come in and say, well, what happened to her? Oh, we don't know. And then a truth sayer could come in or someone who has a gift and potentially find out it was Evelyn and her people. Would you rather have them in trouble or the, or the Tremere? So she's showing you all of she they're going they are giving you all of this and saying this is just not the time. 
Let Evelyn do what she's here to do. If she wants her people involved, if that's the way she can do this, and it gives her a seat on this city, that's, you know, that's a win for them. They're like, the, the danger is gone. Our hands are still clean. Kiernan still likes us. All the other clans are still here sitting with us. We're okay. This is not the time to get messy. It, can she respond back with like a yeah. one sentence thing? She's like, sure. This is the second time we have let a Sabbat make our decisions. First, it was letting Niccolo go. And now you're putting one of their most precious children on the seat. Whatever the consequences of this, I only hope that us Camarilla can stand up against whatever dark fucking magic they use to justify their ends. She, they hear you. They're like, they feel, she, she looks at the other primogen, you know, in her mind, she's, she's reaching out with this. They feel that we are the devil. Would you agree? Take Evelyn from this room. Who would be the most feared? Who would be the most suspicious? Where would they be aiming all of their anger and fear and loathing at? With Evelyn sitting over there, where are we? On the right side of the situation. It's not the time, Rosamond. It is not the time. She dips her chin once, fists at her side, but she like gives an appealing smile to Evelyn and goes, Congratulations. You finally got what you deserved. Ooh, not wanted, but deserved. I felt that chill all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a little bit of that cold, even in a different room. Evelyn, you know, the softest of smiles. My dear, I hope that you get what you deserve to. Soon. I gotta go turn my air conditioning down here in Alabama. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> Damn, is that a chill in the air? Yeah. Chip the ice from your heart. Okay. <laughs> Listen. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm good. It's, I'm all good. It's good. We love each other. No. Go, like, I've got Gomez out. in my lap. That's a prize. Gomez is our cat, everyone. Our new black cat. A baby baby. Seven weeks. All right. So this, this is the way the situation is right now. If anybody has anything to add or subtract or change, please let me know. Uh, Kiernan has told Ashenbrenner, thank you for what, you know, for letting us know where the cemetery is, for telling us that she's been reaching out to you. Doctor, thank you for tying in all the loose ends. We'll take care of Mitzi. Mitzi broke Camarilla law, so Mitzi will suffer the hands of Camarilla's fate, the fate of the someone who breaks the laws. So Mitzi is going to be dealt with. Doctor gets what he wants. Ashenbrenner has been given free leave to go to find Tevi. He'll be given what he wants. Simona's on the council. Rosamond and they, something is still cooking, but they, just remember one thing, Rosamond, the Tremere never want to be position one. They love position two. 
They always want to be the kingmaker, never the king. They always want someone else to shield them when shit goes wrong. So today, this is a perfect way of doing that. So I know you, I know what you're saying, but it's okay right now. I think you're going to see, especially at the very end, this is going to, it's going to work today. I did that little moment just to kind of round off because absolutely we're like at, nearing the end of this and i don't see yeah how... the end of this yeah because there's only yeah. one big event that happens when the club opens or closes or whatever we're going to do with that but we'll figure that out yeah in a moment. so like yeah. having that happen with rosamond's perspective and how she's been trying to get under evelyn's skin so to speak it's like this is a moment where she's like seriously again we're letting the sabbat constantly go in our city doing shit right. like this that it's it's just her naivete as somebody kind of new and not totally understanding of the way, but it, it's no judgment on Lauren's character at all. It's just of course that's not. how she's thinking about this. Like, seriously, this is the second time I've seen the prince go easy on a clan that is not even one of us. The camera believes they all are part of you. The Sabbat are the ones that believe they are not. So... They they try to always work within all clans, including the ones that are not in this of the seven. All vampires should fall under Camarilla law. That's the way the Camarilla sees it. If you rebel, that's your own business. But yes, and and Kiernan is doing that again. He's saying, "Okay, I need you now, and I'll extend you another carrot." So, Evelyn, you wanted to say something. I want a document with every primogen's symbol, signature, signet ring, something. Well, the Malcavs are going to be a while before they can get that to you. Dr. Horatio can sign by proxy. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want a document so, with everybody's signature on it right now that this was even proposed. Okay. Thank you. Kiernan will start having that drawn up. We'll take care of that in a minute. I'll have uh, it before I leave this evening. I don't care if I have to sleep in a broom closet until the next d- evening. <laughs> got it. Doctor? Just, just to kind of paint this scene a little bit. Horatio has been standing where he was, you know, several feet away from Mitzi, just staring at her the entire time. Just until she gets wheeled out, he is just taking it in. Like he's not, he hasn't heard a single thing that's been said since he pointed out that the vote count has changed. Got it. Okay. He's just, this is his moment. Like this is his. Partly uh... kind of like, Thank goodness he got, you know, revenge for Agnes. But also, I'm sure there's probably some biological, like, feeling of guilt about having a member of his own clan effectively killed. So he's probably, like, dealing with those conflicting emotions. Well, yeah, especially, uh, you know, this is an ancient one as well. I mean, I understand your, your, your scientific brain is saying... And, and to your point, your scientific brain is saying, you know, if you if you can get rid of the one the agent that's causing everyone's illness, you remove it. Um, but yeah, it's got to be it's got to be a tough thing to to you know watch now Mitzi and now another one. You know, if they actually give more gaze. I mean, what they're saying in effect is they're going to turn her over to people that in you know enjoy treating other older vampires like a sips pack. Yeah. So a Capri son, you know, he's, he's definitely got to have that level of conflict in there because it was a complicated relationship. Morgays and Agnes did have some sort of a relationship and she is an elder of the clan. And also, you know, Mitzi and he got on until, you know, she had Agnes killed. 
So right. <laughs> there's definitely going to be some conflict in there, but his driver is in all things, you know, his love for Agnes. So it's, it's a lot of internal back and forth going on, but he is, if anybody is even bothering to pay attention to him at this point, he appears to just be shut down, just staring at Mitzi. Okay. All right. So the primogen are asked to stay. Everyone else can go. Um, she's taken out doctor. Eventually Mitzi is pulled out in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, Sarah brings her, you know, like a sack of potatoes over her shoulder. And, uh, and the second Sarah picks her up, like Horatio just kind of like snaps out of it, like almost with like a little head shake. Okay. Uh, All right. So everyone sees the the doctor kind of, yeah. Kind of sees the doctor regain some of his, uh, you know, stellar composure that he normally has. Um, Evelyn, uh, you, Simona are going to be required to stay. Things have to be worked out about how the seat will go. The council will have eight now, which there's some things about voting and all the, all the primogen with the exception of clan Malkav right now, clan Malkavian will be stuck here for a while for the rest of the evening. Ashenbrenner, the only one that is given is given a chance to leave is Amber. Uh, she gives her apologies and says, I have business with Ashenbrenner. I have to go. Kiernan's like, we've waited long enough. I understand. Um, she says, cast my vote in any way Ventru would vote because in the long run, I really don't give a fuck. And she walks me. Jeez. She doesn't. She's gangrel. She, these things are, they're mandatory, but it's not her. It doesn't matter to her. So She's as anti-politic as. You hippie. Come on. <laughs> you hippie <laughs> you dirty hippie in the woods voting with the voting with the man <laughs> can't believe this jesus christ <laughs> so ladies you'll be stuck there but rosamond and the doctor are shown out ashenbrenner is waiting in the vestibule and amber comes out a moment later ashenbrenner and says sorry that i was uh, unable to meet with you as originally planned thank you for listening to hellfire nights you can like share and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts to help support our network of real play adventure shows please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the bardic college and for as little as three dollars a month you can get access to behind the scenes reels interviews with players and storytellers and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows